Over here. Some uh, wacky weather right now. It's summertime during the day and fall at night. Yeah, it is. It is brutally hot during the day. Where I'm in like t-shirt and jeans, and when I'm out here having my cigar right now, staring at a studly man on the other end of the Skype, I am freezing. Wait, <laughs> I got him blushing. You should see. I've never seen a man get so red before. He's, he's all giggles right you now. You always know the right words to say. I do. <laughs> you always make me very happy. <coughs> but yeah, it is. It is freaking nippy out here. It is. I'm actually in shorts, but I am wearing a hoodie. Um, and I'm and I'm pretty comfortable. I'm comfortable right now. But you're right. It's been like sweltering during the day. Like it, it's been. And in the morning, when I leave for work in the morning, like, and I'm assuming you do too, at the same time, it's like 52 degrees. Yeah, I'm I'm putting the heat on. Yeah. On the ride in. Mm-hmm. When I get to the parking lot, I got to turn the heat off, put get it to the cold, and crack a window. Yeah. And then when I get in the car, it's like fucking. You could fry an egg in there. Mm-hmm. This is why I was so, getting sick. The weather's just been yeah, flip flop. Right now, right now I have a little bit of a sore throat, but I think it might be from a, a little bit of allergies mixed in with my uh, cigar smoking. Yeah, and this is what I hate because I feel like the last couple of years we've totally bypassed fall weather-wise. Like it's always been like, like I remember back in years ago, end of August is when it started getting a little cool. Then you had, like, September, which was, like, you could still kind of pass for shorts maybe the first half of the month. And then it got uh, nippy. And then October was, like, not freezing, but you couldn't wear shorts at all. You know? Um, Now it's, like, you'll get 80-degree weather until, like, almost Halloween. And then it goes right into, like, 30-degree weather in November. And the same thing with spring. Like, spring, it's, like, it's... 20 degrees one day and then next thing you know it's like 82 like we're, we're losing yeah. seasons here yeah I mean I, I, I just don't get it I'm in, I'm in we had a uh, my daughter's had a, a swim meet today and I'm in the I'm in the pool like sweating mm. like get outside in the parking lot and I'm like it's still like not, I'm not even like cooling off being outside and like the pool is always naturally hotter you know, they always leave it kind of warm in there. And right. Just the the setup of it with the tile and everything. It's always warmer, but it is just, like, it's uncannily warm out. It is. But I then again, it. you know, you got, like, these, uh, you got these people going, oh, it's it's uh, global warming. Yeah, okay, it's, it's global warming during the day. It's fucking uh, ice age at night. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what, yeah, it, it's... I don't want to say it's global warming. It's something though. It, it, it's it's been wacky ass weather. I and I hate that because I like I usually put my shorts away and I don't see them again till like Aprilish. Now it's like I put them away and then I took them back out this week. <laughs> like it, it's just all over the fucking place. Well, that's like kind of my thing. Like when, I know uh, we've even been up at the uh, cabin. And that's usually around this time, if not a little bit later. Like, I'm in shorts, like, at one point, but then, like, as soon as as the sun goes down, it goes from, like, 75 to 55, and I'm, like, I'm, like, having to wrap myself up. Like, so, there's, like, no, there's no, like, evening weather, and there's no fall weather. 
Mm-hmm. Like it goes from like summer during the day to winter at night, no in between, and then it goes from summer to winter, like in the regular season. There's no fall. Yeah. No, I hate it. And like even now, like we we uh, if you are anywhere in the uh, the New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania area, you've probably heard of uh, Apple Pest. It's a uh, our local uh, big festival thing here in uh, Warwick, mm-hmm. and. Even with this, like, this is when all, like, the city it's come up, uh, and, you know, they want to go look at fall foliage and this and that. Like, there's really not any. Like, the trees are still green. Pretty much. Like, I'm looking behind, I'm looking behind you now, and, like, the trees are completely green. Like, full of leaves. Same here. Same here. You can so, even kind of see in, in your camera. They're green. Plants yeah. are still alive. Flowers are still alive. Yeah. yeah we, my wife bought these huge potted plants that we had hanging from our front porch like they're huge they're probably like 40 pounds each they're huge mm-hmm. and like they're still growing I said to her I'm like like every day I keep watering them she's like just let them die just let them die I'm like I'm gonna bring them in the basement and just keep letting them keep growing so we don't have to buy them next year <laughs> but they're like they will during the day I throw some water on them in the evening and they shoot back up mm. it's like these are, I've never, like, I wish I had time. Like, if I, I, what I should do is one day when they're real, like, they look, like, terrible, like, they're dead. Like, completely uh, fallen over, like, the leaves are shriveled up, but they look terrible. You put water on them, and an hour later, they're back to, like, full bloom, like, looking perfect. Like, I, I want to sit there and just stare at them, or, like, put, like, a, a slow-motion camera just to watch them, like, like get back up it's like i like i put a fucking viagra in the pot with them they just they get hard all of a sudden yeah but yeah it's 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 wacky like, at night or during the day they get wilted because of the heat and then at night like the cool air and the, like the the moisture kind of in the air revives them back up it's 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 we, we are living in wacky times we are you're a wacky guy I just, yeah, you know, I'm only teasing you. <laughs> but uh, I saw something else that would be considered a little wacky. Um, they they showed a picture of the like main main players in WWF WWE maybe at the time in 1999, and all of them now are in AEW. And there's just been a final person that's been put in there. Wait, hold on a second. You saw the main players of 1999, they're all in AEW? Some of the main players, yes. Edge, Christian, the Hardy Boys. Um, mm-hmm. And I think there was two others. I was say, who else? Uh, Jericho? Jericho Had was one, there. yes. <coughs> who else? I mean, I, that's like a lot of like the mid-card. Oh, Jericho. Yeah, at the time, in 99, he was technically mid-card still. So that's technically the mid card because like Austin Rock, those guys right. are, are uh, Mark, well, Hen- Mark Henry, Big Show. Yeah, isn't uh, the Big Show and Mark Henry? Yeah, they 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 are, but I don't know what they do. Like I think they come out once in a while. I think they do announcing mostly. But the, you know, Jim Ross. What's up. Oh, we're losing you. These guys. <laughs> Am I going down? No, you're good now. What were you going to say? Okay. It's weird that a lot of them are from, you know, where they were huge then, and now they're there. Mm. And it's just... It, 
they kind of remind me of the um, like you have the Pittsburgh Steelers, and when someone gets old on Pittsburgh Steelers, they go to the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, it's like where they AEW go to die. Is the Arizona Cardinals of WWE. Well, it's kind of like, uh, and I've been saying this forever. Like they're pulling a WCW. Like WC. Look, look at WCW in '99, or like actually, let's go a little bit uh, further in the past '97, '98. They had most of the roster from from WWF in '89. Rick yeah. Rude, Kurt Hennig, uh, Rick Martell was there for for a bit. Um, Hogan, Macho Man, <laughs> uh, yeah. So like they, Bret Hart, Bret Hart yeah. Hart. There you go. But you're right, Bret yeah. Hart. So it, it's 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 like history repeating itself. Like there, and I don't know if you want to jump into this right now, but Edge made his AEW debut on Sunday mm-hmm. night. Um, it's been speculated for a while now because uh, he had like a retirement match, quote unquote. Against uh, Seamus about maybe a month ago, and in Toronto, yeah, but it wasn't like a retirement match. It was like he basically said, "This is my last match on SmackDown," and he doesn't know what's going to happen. Um, so there was a lot of speculation that he was going to go. And then last week, they the WWE's website took him off the alumni. I don't know what off, they took him off the website somewhere. I don't know where it was, and then they took him out of the SmackDown Open. And then after that, people are like, well, that's it. He's definitely going. Because they did the same thing with Jericho. They took Jericho out of, like, uh, the, the open at the beginning. And then next thing you know, he's with AEW. So it, it, it was predicted. Um, it, was a, it was a pretty, like, the worst kept secret. But, um, you know, they, I don't know if you watched it or not, but he can't use the name Edge. So he's called Adam Copeland. And but that's what, they, isn't that what, like, AEW is what, AEW does with all of them like aren't they all like going back to like their original name yeah and they and they like have to because real names pretty much because WWF owns the rights to the name Edge but yet they're using his nickname the Rated R Superstar and they're using his same theme music that he had in WWE which I don't know how they were able to get that one that, that's bizarre to me yeah but uh, isn't that uh, what's his name it's Alter Bridge Alter Bridge yeah yeah so. but usually Usually WWE is pretty good with like securing rights to like music like that, but I've noticed a few guys that came over. I think um, the Hardy Boys they use their old W. You know, I think uh, Jeff uh, Jeff Hardy does pretty much. They use the old Hardy Boys music, and that one I could see because that was a public domain song. Um, but Edge is, was baffling because that was created for him during his time in WWE. But anyway, what, basically what I'm saying is, is that I feel like they, they're piggybacking off of WWE talent. And there's just no... I mean, Edge is kind of a legend, so it's hard to do it with him. But a lot of the other guys, they pretty much keep him like... They're just kind of piggybacking off of their success. Like, they're not able to create new stars, there's a few yes. guys, MJF, but it, it's almost it's like the WCW all over again. You're taking guys from WWE because they're big names, and you're pushing them. But you're these guys who have been there for a couple of years, homegrown talent. You're kind of pushing them down further into the card. So it's it's just wacky, and I feel like Tony Khan really doesn't give a shit about music rights or he's he like he has a lot of like known songs as like 
um, like for Jungle Boy, he was using the that um, Tarzan Boy song. Um, Rob Van Dam's in there. He's using Walk by Pantera. So I mean, this this music rights is probably one of the most expensive things to buy or to borrow, I guess, because you get charged up the ass pretty much for using music now. And uh, yeah, so like he's like throwing money everywhere. And this is exactly what happened with WCW. And it wasn't his... It's not his money. It's his dad's money. Going back to WCW... Yeah, Eric this is just an open piggy bank. Pretty much. And that's what Eric Bischoff was doing with Ted Turner's money. Ted Turner pretty much gave him a blank check and said, here you go, do whatever you got to do to win. And there's just no... Whatchamacallit with money. And I just don't see this being something that's going to last forever and... and, and Something like that, it might come back and haunt them. You're blowing money away because it's not your money. Now, what's going to happen if Daddy goes bankrupt or he sells the Jaguars? You know what I mean? Like, stuff like that doesn't last forever. And, you know, Vince McMahon... And he's older. And he's older, exactly. I I think Tony... I don't like like Tony Connell. I think he's, like... I Just seeing interviews with him, he's, he's too much of, like, the face of it where, like... Vince McMahon for the longest time was just an announcer, but you didn't even really know he owned it until like the internet really came yeah, around. I, I, in all honesty, like you know, reading about it or hearing about it more more so, or if I ever got like a, a, a magazine, like and they'd have old school stuff, they would say like you know Vince McMahon Senior, mm-hmm. and you never thought about it like, oh Vince McMahon Junior. Senior in rent, like it, it never, and I guess that's never maybe kept. just not being smart as a kid. Well, we were kids, <laughs> and it was yeah. so well kept. You had to have been really in the know to know all that stuff. Like, you know who actually told me about it? Uh, I can say his name, Chris Kane. I was going to say, was it him? Yeah, he told me that Vince McMahon Jr. owns. I was like, really? I'm like, the announcer? And it just was baffling to me. Um, but they did such a good job of, like, they had Jack Tunney as the president, and they made him, like, the guy who, like, laid down the law. Yeah, kind of like Biden. <laughs> yeah, yeah kind of. <laughs> it's just a figurehead. <laughs> exactly, that's exactly what it was. Um, but I f- he really kind of... The only time he was really in the forefront was in the late 90s with the whole Steve Austin angle, and then, even then, like, he, he was such a... a a great character that you kind of let it slide and and I feel like Tony Khan he's just too out there like he's he's constantly doing interviews and press conferences and it's like dude just take a fucking step back like he wants to be like the star and like he wants to be friends with all the wrestlers it's just really a Jerry Jones kinda yeah but like not a crazy guy yeah like he's just he's he's too emotionally invested in it you know like he doesn't and like they WWE released wrestlers a couple weeks ago and he kind of said he kind of commented on it said oh you won't see that here like you know we care about each other and like no one's gonna, we're not going to release people and they just like, fired uh, Punk yeah well I mean that was a different situation um, but eventually like you have a bloated roster and your daddy's going to be a little pissed that you're spending his money when he can go out and get Aaron Rodgers, maybe, <laughs> and he can because you spent six million on uh, Edge, <laughs> you know. So it's just I don't know. I don't agree with the way it's going, and I've seen this happen before. 
You know, it's, it's almost like it, it really is like history repeating itself. And it's I'm seeing the same pattern. Like it's just blowing money on stupid shit and picking up all the leftovers. WWE kind of doesn't have room for anymore. Like legends that are well past their prime. Um, so yeah. it's uh, yeah, I, I, I just don't see this thing being something that's going to last another 10 years. I, I I'm, I'm calling it now. I don't think it's going to be around 10 years from now. I can see that. And again, you know, if McMahon gets... A, and think about it. Well, I don't know. He, hmm. McMahon being... He sold the company, yet he still has... I guess he's like still a board member or something. Mm-hmm. But if you're talking about UFC money, I mean, UFC, UFC probably makes WWE look like a nickel and dime shop. I mean... They make a ton of money. Oh yeah. Um, but with with someone like that, I could see, um, like the TKO brand, the Dana White end of it, being like, you know what? Maybe I'll set up my own, like almost like a shell company, and and take over AEW, but run them. They're they're one. They're under one branch, but run them as two separate uh, organizations. Right. That's what I would do. But if I if I had just stupid money where I just I would do that and then literally you have the same talent but you can actually set up the storyline to go like make one this way make one that way mm-hmm. you know make one it'd be a, it'd be the perfect storm to be able to make millions if you know because essentially you'd be even pulling a job on these people yeah you'd have to keep you'd have, literally have to bring back kayfabe but when it comes to the company mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he's kind of doing that he has he has he owns Ring of Honor but it's too like you'll see Ring of Honor people defending their championship on on their pro on AEW programming, and they have their own show. I, just, I don't I don't know if it's on a if it's like a YouTube thing or if it's on late. I don't know. I, I don't follow it that closely, but it's too much mix and match, and like there's there's no difference really. Um, I just don't think he knows what he's doing. I don't think he has. He's trying to do. He has too many hands and too many different pots I guess that you could say um, and it's going to crash and burn like he doesn't really have he needs to hire a booker because right now he's booking it and I just don't think he's doing a good job he needs writers to create better storylines oh, so he's doing yeah he's it, doing everything I had to stop watching it because it was just not it wasn't entertaining it's, like there was no there was no bloodline-esque story that's been going on exactly. in years and that's what's hurting them They he just it's like sandbox play He's throwing guys together and just making matches. And that's kind of what um, a lot of Japanese um, promotions do. Like, And he's basing a lot of that off of uh, like um, New Japan, All Japan. And they, it's the same shit. Like, everyone's in a team or like a stable. There's like 700 stables going around. And every stable has another stable within that stable. Kind of like what NWO did. Remember NWO had okay. it was the NWO, then you had the Wolf Pack, then you had like the B Squad. Um, so he's kind. Con- there's a lot of that, so it gets really confusing on who's teaming with who and who's. There's no heel, there's no face. Um, it's just a kid playing in the sandbox with his wrestling toys, and that, for me, that I, I'm not invested in that. I hate putting on and or why are these two guys fighting? There's no reason we're just going to make... The, he's number one contender for the championship, and that's it. They fight, and that's it. There's no storyline behind it. 
Whereas WWE, there's Booker. Uh, Vince, Vince, oh, Triple H is the Booker, but there's they hired like Hollywood writers kind of to like create storylines. And when I first was going on, I hate it because I'm just like they don't know wrestling. Like how are you gonna? It's so different. But at the end of the day, it's like I could see why they're doing it because these are the guys who make movies or help make movies, and they're creating these storylines, and some stick and some don't. Um, but there's just a lot missing, and we're at a, it's at four years now. We're at a point now where it's not an excuse anymore. Like you're not that new. Like you can kind of you have all this money, you can like create it. So I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, he, so Ed showed Do you think up. Cody leaving hurt them. Cause you now, took. This is, go ahead. This is where I'm going to go with that. If you can answer that question first, maybe in just short answer, and then the next question is. Oh, yeah, just answer that one first. Okay, so, um, yes, because he was one of the pillars that built it. It was him, Kenny Omega, and the two Young Bucks. Those are the four guys that really created this. They just became friends with Tony Khan, and, like, this guy has money. Hey, he likes wrestling. Let's see if he'll invest in this, and sure enough, that's what happened. But he was one of the, the building blocks, so you took away a pillar. So, and probably the biggest one, because if he, if it wasn't for him, who knows if any if AEW would be around right now. He was like the leader of that, of creating something new. He put together um, the very first thing was All In. Or, uh, no, no, I forget what it was. He created the pay-per-view. I think Dave Mel... I forget what how it went. Someone on Twitter said... There'll never be an independent show to sell this many tickets. So Cody Rhodes took that as a challenge. All right, well I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. So he got all these independent guys from New Japan, Ring of Honor. Um, I think TNA participated. A lot of different comp not WWE didn't, but a lot of different companies put some guys in. And they created this pay per view and it did huge. And from that, AEW was born. Um, so, and Cody Rhodes was was one of the four guys to, to help put that together. So, yeah, I think it did. Um, I don't think it hurt him to the point where it, they would go under from it, but um, a huge blow um, to, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, like backstage morale, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, now, was he a booker? Yes, he was. And then Tony Khan took the booking away from him. And he never really said why he left. He did say he was and I watched that there was a documentary on Pick on Peacock and they talked about that and he goes, I'm not gonna tell you the reason why I left, but it had nothing to do with money and it had nothing to do with any issues with any other other wrestlers. So I think he Keyword left. Keyword wrestlers, or I don't know what he said. He he maybe he didn't say wrestlers. Had but had nothing to do with anyone. You know his co his coworkers. I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um. So I think there was some backstage shit with him and Tony Khan. I think they couldn't agree on stuff, and I think that's why he ended up leaving. Okay. So. Now here's my second question on mm-hmm. this. Do you think there'll ever be another Dusty? 
and I'm putting it in the aspect of a complete wrestler. Hell no. He was the, he was the triple threat. He was a great wrestler. Mm-hmm. He was a great booker, and he was a great teacher. Well, the booking thing's debatable. He had a lot of issues. That's yes. why there's a thing I called. It would help that it, see that's the thing though it was him and Kevin Sullivan and Kevin Sullivan's a genius yeah but Dusty when he was doing a lot of the booking yeah NWA WCW they had a revolving door of bookers and they always picked mm-hmm. rest. Dusty Kevin Sullivan Flair did it for a while Kevin Nash mm-hmm. did it for a while um Dusty got a lot of slack because Dusty always put Dusty in the main event yeah and he cre- there's a thing called the Dusty finish which is, there's no winner. <clears throat> and he tended to do that a lot. Um, so they called it the Dusty Finish. and But he got a lot of slack for that. For putting himself over a lot. He didn't really put too many guys ahead of him. But at the same time, it's, it's Dusty Rhodes. And you know? it's also a cutthroat business. Yeah. Absolutely. You know... And again, I mean, he did. He he invented what war games? That was his. He invented that was war his games. Royal mm-hmm. Yep. So I mean, you have to look at him on that end, of, like the booking end too. So I mean, that's where I give it a lot of credit. And the, has when WWF took over or whatever you want to call it, did they ever do a war games type pay per view, or did they just let that die with WCW? They finally started doing it maybe five years ago or six years ago with NXT. They did it in November, and it was great. Um, uh, they did it for a couple, and then finally last year at Survivor Series, they did War Games. For uh, oh, really? w- yeah, you, so you you just missed that, so you'll probably see I, it again. I, that was that was the next pay per view is when I started watching. Yeah, so. you just missed okay. it. So they, but it took a long time for them to do it. it I mean, they bought WCW in 01, and I think 2000. I want to say 16, 2015, 2016. They started doing it again with NXT. NXT took a. They started using a lot of those WCW properties again, for like, NXT. Like Dusty they, was down there, he was teaching. He was dead. <laughs> in 16? He died in 15. Oh, so maybe that's why they brought it back. Probably. It, it could be a good, a, a big reason why. A tribute to it. Mm-hmm. See, wow, I didn't realize he... Yeah, he's been dead almost 10 years now. I guess, yeah, I'm so off of my... So he really wasn't in NXT that long. Mm-mm. Because he was in... He was in... It was when... Where I picked it up was Florida Championship Wrestling. But he was part of that. He was big into that. Yeah. But for uh, no, probably when did it become NXT? 2010, 2011. Mm-hmm. No, he really didn't. But a lot of those guys that he, but he like helped train, not wrestle wise, but like bringing out oh, like the good. yeah, like bringing out their personalities and stuff. Like he was really good with that. And a lot of those that class, like I think Bailey, Charlotte Flair, um, Cesaro, um, the Wyatts. Uh, those guys, they all contributed him as like a big factor into how they became successful. Like he really kind of like he called them like the NX his NXT kids because like he just took them all in under his wing and just like helped them create their characters and whatnot. So even though he wasn't there very long, he had a huge impact on that early class that made NXT what it was. 
Okay, so I mean, would you? Do you I mean, getting back to the original question, do you think there ever is going to be anyone else? No. No. There never will okay. be. Not, not, not how he talked. Not how he got over. I mean, do you think, no, definitely again, not. This is, this is. Um, but that's just like that's like there'll never be another Hogan. There'll never, never be another Bruno San Martino. There'll never be another Bret Hart, Austin Rock. Like those guys were mega stars. Um, and especially with Hogan, Cena, Austin, and Rock, like those four are like almost untouchable. So and so and you, there'll probably be another guy like that eventually, like that that can cross over into pop culture so easily to bring eyes to wrestling. But in terms of how those guys did it, I don't think so. Now, I don't I'm gonna think throw so. something out, and again, it's hard to really say because you're you're estimating it or guesstimating it. But you have Bray Wyatt; he is the champion. His a lot of I guess like that Firefly fun. I can't say it. it's just one of those tongue twisters for me. That um, his matches and stuff with the Fiend and uh, um, that thing with John Cena and all that. Mm-hmm. Do you think? I mean, that's he. They said that that was all his idea. That was like his booking, if you will, for it. Great mind, yeah. Eventually, eventually he might take a role backstage and then possibly train you. Well, he's dead, so that's not going to happen. <laughs> Put on par with Dusty. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Guesstimate. Do you um, think if, if all those things fell into place, he could be on par with him? Because you, you get like, I mean, I keep seeing it and hearing it, and, and he's been dead for what two months now. Yeah, and people still talk about like on, you know, on social media and all that. That like his mind was just insanely good for booking. It was. That's why and I I mentioned this when he died. We'll never know that. Mm-hmm. Like, and he had a. I mean, I loved his stuff. Like that when that Firefly Funhouse thing came around, I was hooked. Like I, that's what, because I was kind of like, I go through phases with wrestling. I'll be really into it, and then I'll kind of be wishy washy with it, where I'll just kind of like re- read the results because it's just the same thing every week. But that came at a time where I was kind of like, I was just reading the results, and then when I heard that was happening, I tuned in. Um, and then every week I would just watch and wait for it to come on and he had a fantastic mind it was a little out there but um, and even when he came back last year like there was this uh, I I mentioned there was like an online like uh, uh, there was these like uh, barcodes or what are they? Yeah, you were telling you. Yeah, you explained this. They'd be in the background, or they'd be on like the microphone, and you'd have to like take your phone quick and just like scan the barcode, and then it would lead you to like a web page where it would show like um, a lot of it were like this is like White Rabbit thing. Um, it'd be like in a maze. You got to guide the rabbit in the maze, and at the end of the maze, you got like a clue, and it'd be like coordinates to like SmackDown. So then you tune into SmackDown. There'd be another one. So it'd be like this like these trail of breadcrumbs you had to follow. But it never really said he was coming back, but it would just give you, like, these little subtle clues that, like, you knew he was, but you weren't sure. It was kind of like what Jericho used to do. Jericho used to do the same. He's another one with a great mind for back. Like, he'll have a career after he's retired. Um, But stuff like that, yeah, absolutely. But, but, I mean, Dusty's Dusty Rhodes, man. Like, Bray Bray Wyatt never never gave a promo... And his, his promos were fantastic, but, like, Dusty Rhodes just hit you differently. 
Like it was more it was more relatable. Um, common man. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Bray Wyatt, I guess, is relatable if you kind of earn that mindset. But like Dusty, he was just a special wrestler. Um, but I don't think there'll be another another Dusty. Absolutely not. And what about Shawn Michaels? Not even Shawn Michaels. <sighs> yes. Uh, no, probably not. Um, but Shawn Michaels, I mean, if you look at a lot of the wrestlers now, a lot of them were, they do a lot of Shawn Michaels things, you know, like he stood out at the time because of how, how he wrestled and like his flamboyancy and stuff. And a lot of those guys now are following that pattern. That's like maybe 10 years ago. A lot of the guys were like Bret Hart, a lot of technical, like Daniel Bryan is like a Bret Hart type wrestler. Cause he's very technical. Um, but now it's kind of like leaning more towards Shawn Michaels, and, and and so I don't know if there'll be another. There'll definitely be more like him, but to stand out, no. Okay, all right. This is my last wrestling question, and we can move on from this whole conversation because okay. we're boring people. But <laughs> if you were a champion, no matter what title, would you wear it around your waist like a normal belt, or would you be a shoulder slinger? That's easy. Around my waist. Okay. That's where it belongs. And it always bothers me when they don't. It like fucking I hate it. I fucking hate Well you it. know who started that? Steve Austin. Steve yeah. Austin never wore it around his way. And The Rock never did either. Um and I hated it because it was just it was just it like that's like like a prized possession that you earned. Like wouldn't you be proud to wear it and Steve Austin's thrown in the ring and <laughs> like he yeah, they yeah. never wore it. I always uh, to me, it just, it, like, like, I think of, like, when I think of champion, I think, like, Hulk Hogan wearing it and Bret Hart wearing it. Um, you know, Shawn Michaels would wear it. So, like, I, I think of that and, like, like that's, it makes your character better. Whereas, over-the-shoulder kind of thing, it's just, I don't know, I just don't I, like no, it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to correct you. The first one to wear it over his shoulder. I know it. I know it. Ready? Yeah. Yokozuna. Yokozuna, correct. But he couldn't. <laughs> he couldn't. He could not, yes. He couldn't. That'd be, he'd be killing a lot of cows to get that yeah. thing wrapped around there. And technically, I don't think Andre the Giant did either, but they... they the but night he, he, never had the, he never had a title. Yeah, he he did for like five minutes. But um, yeah. but Yokozuna was the first to wear it. But I, I'm going to give him a pass because he really he couldn't wear it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but, that was more a necessity but, as opposed to... But you know what though, maybe. It, it fit him. Not yes. not not uh, uh, you know it didn't really fit him, but it, it, yeah, like it, it. But it fit the character, you know. Yeah. So. But yeah, okay. I, I'm I'm happy you said that. I was a, I was a little worried. I was a little worried that you'd be a shoulder slinger. No. If I have a belt, I'm wearing it. Yeah. That's why, I, like, it made me think because. Uh, they just had the contract signing. I'm, I'm on catching up on Raw, and Gunther usually wears it around his waist. Mm-hmm. But during the thing, he, he was you know he was sitting in a chair, so he had it over his shoulder. And I'm like, that looks weird on him. Did he have a suit on? Yes. That's probably why. That's why. Yeah, yeah that's why. But it just it, it 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 looked weird with him not having it around his waist. But yeah, that to me that's the proper way proper yeah. way of wearing it. I think for promos. 
it's okay because you're not coming out to fight. But when you're coming out for a match, you should wear it. Because it's like it's like boxing, like or any other sport. Like you, you're wearing it because you're defending it. Like it, it's like you're coming out like ready to go. It's armor. Exactly. Exactly. It's dick armor. Yeah, dick armor. <laughs> but I'm I'm uh, I'm with you. I, I do have a I do have a caveat for it. I do have a caveat. Okay. Like I like Yos Kai. I think when she comes out and she like when they're all kind of just posing and she does that like back arch where she's holding it up, that makes a good pose. Because mm-hmm. you know it, it shows that she's holding it up high. Right. But then what I would do is immediately then as soon as I'm done with the pose, put it around my waist. Yeah, you could, but at the same time, like, you already took it off, and you're going to fight, like, you're going to give it to the referee when you get in the ring, so why put it back on? Yeah, but still, you're, you're walking down, you're, you know, it, it, it projects a, a, a thing of... Dominance? Yeah. Lack of a better word? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I've always, I've always hated it. Always hated it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a big fan. I just, to me, I never did. Yeah. But I, I guess we can move on from wrestling, and we'll go to football. I guess you you, you have a uh, a thing to talk to us about. Uh, non wrestling related. Not re- well. Technically, it can be um, XFL. Um, <laughs> Vince McMahon created it, and then The Rock bought it. I think last year, two years ago. Them and the USFL are planning the merge, um, and they want to begin play next year. There hasn't really been any sort of news breaking out of it since last week um but uh it, on <laughs> um so the USFL played uh from 83 to 85 and they folded and then they relaunched in 2022 and I think is that the same league where we like the Orlando team yes cuz they were I think they were originally the generals but yes. because New York wasn't going to have one, they went to that. Right. Um, or that, that might have been the XFL. There was no, the it wasn't XFL. Orlando's. Uh, no, it wasn't XFL. What the hell was it? I don't know if it was USFL now. What was that league a couple of years ago where like there was no New York, so and then all of us agreed like we're gonna like the Orlando because none of us like any teams together. That's true. We were all going to like the Orlando team because we figured if we're ever in Florida, we can always go see an Orlando game. <laughs> but I forget what le- it was like. It wasn't like the American Association of Football or something yeah, like that. AAFL. Yeah, it was something like that. Or USF? I don't remember now. But So the USFL isn't that. They're just they're a league that they started again last year. Obviously, that flopped because um, I don't even think we talked about it. Um, but they're merging again. There's nothing really coming out of it. Um, they each have eight teams. Uh, that's really all there is. I thought there was more to it, so I apologize. <laughs> I'm I'm looking up things. I'm like I see nothing. I think right now it's just a plan merger. So there's no like you know obviously with mergers they got to go through a whole bunch of hoops and shit. So it might be a while before it really kind of takes place. But you're taking two floppy leagues and you're gonna combine them. Which I think is a good idea because that's the only way this is going to really survive these spring leagues. But my thing is, is that are you done with football after the Super Bowl, or can you keep going? 
me personally, I could keep going because even with this, like I will if uh, because like, we have all all these sports channels. Like every once in a while, there'll be like a Canadian Football League on. I'll watch that. Mm-hmm. Um, arena football when that was on, I'd watch that. So yeah, I, I can do that. I can I can watch anytime. See, I'm very wishy like usually by spring. I'm ready for baseball to start. I mean, maybe because I'm a Giants fan, they just they just suck. <laughs> so I'm like, even right now, I'm like, I'm almost tapped out with football. <laughs> it's week five. Yeah, <laughs> the fucking the Giants are terrible. Like, it's just gonna be another terrible fucking year. So I'm kind of like, even fantasy, I'm just like, I don't, I don't know if I can continue this. I'm done. Um, yeah, I, I've really, uh, I've really soured on fantasy like this year. I'm just like me too. Like my team I'm, blows. I'm not into it. Yeah, my my team's just awful. Um, I'm squeaking by. It just isn't like I don't know. I, I'm just not a fan of of stuff going on with it. But uh, so I'm almost like tapped out. And even like after the Super Bowl, I'm kind of just like, all right, I kind of I like football. Like it's almost like you're watching like minor league football you know like it's fun I guess it's fun to watch but like do you get that invested in it no it's not like I'm, I'm sitting there recording it um, I actually did record a few of the XFL games that were on um, a few of the USFL ones just to watch it but not like where I was sitting there stopping what I was doing like on Sundays where I literally do nothing right so I think it's more of a Opportunity, convenience. Mm-hmm. If that's the proper, maybe way of thinking. If, I think it's good for guys who play football. Like, all right, I didn't make the NFL, but I can make the spring league, and maybe I can shine through there. And maybe next year, like a team from the NFL will see me, and they'll pick me up or something like that. So, in that sense, I think it's good. But then it's, I, I just. I don't see myself getting it. And every year, I'm like, all right, I'm going to watch this. And then I just don't. Um, and maybe because there's a lack of a, of a New York team. I don't know. But I just am not that fully invested in it. And I remember when we got the, the when XFL first launched and we got season tickets, I was really into it. Yeah. Cause, but we were also going to the games. So, I don't know. I, I just, it's harder for me to, to stop and watch a... Uh, uh, you know, an Orlando Argonauts or whatever the fuck they're called <laughs> game as opposed to like a giant game where I stop what I'm doing and I watch it. Kind of like what you said. So, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, ho- I mean, I hope for their sake it works out, but I just don't know if it is. I think a lot of people, they like football at a certain time of year. Because especially around like the winter time, like you're inside a lot. Um, whereas when spring comes around, like you're getting out and doing stuff and getting ready for summer. And, you know, all that kind of hoopla, so. See, I don't know what the quick fix is. Like, would you maybe put it during regular football season, but have them play on, like, Tuesdays? I don't think you can. Um, One, because of TV rights with the NFL. I think the NFL would block that. Also, you have college football. But they allow college football. Yeah, Yeah. but but college also plays on... They never play on Sundays. They only play on Saturdays. So it, it's kind of like... And yeah, you notice, it's a, it's a, NFL doesn't really play on Saturdays until, like, the end of the year, when college is pretty much done. So 
there's got to be some kind of like agreement between them where like all right well we own sundays and monday nights like you cannot play football but saturday is yours yeah Yeah. you see what i'm saying so there's got to be some kind of thing with tv deals um yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you really it, gonna, it makes sense. Okay. Yeah, where are you really going to put the XFL during the fall? Pretty, NFL pretty much yeah. has Thursday XFL to Monday Tuesday. blocked. Yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday. But again, who's watching football on a Tuesday and Wednesday? Yeah, I mean, diehard fans, but... Thursday's a good going out night because some people are off on Fridays and it's like almost like the end of the week kind of thing. And Sundays is like an all-day thing. And then you got Monday night, which is a staple. It's like raw. <laughs> you know, yeah. Monday night football. So you really you got pretty much two days a week to play your games, and it's just too much football. Yeah, I yeah. see. I couldn't. I don't think I like. I don't think my wife would sit there and be like, "You're not watching football every day of the exactly. week." Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You can be like, "All right, some days I'll give you, but that's it." <laughs> yeah. You know? Can you imagine like, "Oh, to, uh, I gotta I gotta watch football tonight." Well, you just watched football last night. Well, yeah, but that's a different league. <laughs> Like, that's going to really go over well. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So. And it would interfere with uh, Real Housewives. Hmm. God forbid. Now, now here's one for you. Okay. With this merger, would you like it to be, like, the division is the USFL versus yes. the XFL? Yes. I would love that. And then at the end of the season, and you don't let them play each other. And the, yeah. Do like old Major League Baseball rules, like National League, American League, don't touch each other until the World Series. It's almost like it's like it's like a high, it's like a um, high a a prize fight kind of thing, you know. Like you didn't see Tyson Holyfield play like fight each other a couple times a year. You see him fight once, and it's a big deal. That's what I miss about baseball. Yeah, they're not sparring partners. Yeah, that's what I miss about baseball. I I hate. The, like it used to be a little more organized. Um, they'd play like the Mets once every Yankees would play the Mets once every like couple years, and like then they would play the Central Division next year. So that one I could kind of get behind. So almost like how the NFL used to do it, but then they just fucking threw everything out the window. And now like I mean they'll play the Padres on a random Friday, and then they fly back to uh, to Baltimore to play the Orioles. There's just there's no yeah I, there's nothing. <laughs> you know, so yeah, to me, I interleague play sucks. I hate it. I just I hate it. It was a, it, it was a special thing when it happened originally because mm-hmm. it's something you never saw. Well, before. because and, of the strike, and you were yeah, and you were thinking like you know what, maybe I might not ever see this again, so I better go see it. Yeah, I mean, now, like they have a subway series, and I wouldn't. Well, I don't even care about baseball, but like if it was on, I'd just be like, okay, it's just another series. That's how I, I feel. When the Mets played the Yankees yeah, not, those first couple years, I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Like, I never thought I would see this because growing up, like, again, they never touch each other, those two leagues. Now it's every year. Um, but but even, like, that whole, again, like, just they just threw everything in there and then they play any National League team now. There's no rhyme or reason to it. Um, and a lot of it has to do with, um, I, I read why this happened, and the reason why is because of the... The way the divisions are set up, and when they got the Rays and the Diamondbacks, that kind of threw a wrench into everything. I don't know how it does, but it, it did. So. Now, like, even with that, like you said, because of adding these teams, 
and you hear it all the time. Like it seems like now every five years, a a league adds a new team. They're not getting rid of teams, you know. Mm-hmm. And granted, like like we'll look at the NFL. Like Buffalo is a very small market. Mm-hmm. They're not getting rid of them. You know, they're they're historical well, franchise. Well, for a while they were playing in Toronto a lot. I don't know if you remember that. And they were really yeah, considering yeah. moving. They were really considering expanding into that Canadian market. They stopped doing it now, and they moved to London. But the Bills were a team that they were thinking about moving there um, because the Bills would play in Toronto at least once a season. So, yeah, it's a small market, but and you think that's they wouldn't touch them, but their fan base at the time was terrible. Now they wouldn't because the Bills are good, and now everyone's going to Bills games. Continue what you were saying, sorry. But now, again, they, they keep doing this expansion. At, at any point, you think that they ought to have, like, essentially, as I said before with wrestling, almost like two leagues that are going, like, in a thing, because there's just going to be so many teams. What do you mean two leagues? Because even now, like, I'll, I'll, use, I'll use hockey as, a, as an example. Okay. Like, the, the way that the divisions are set up and you have the East and West Coast... Like, mm-hmm. the Rangers Islanders, they play, I think, three times a year, where before it used to be, I think, like, seven. Like, they're not playing as much because they want to they wanna be able to bring... And I know what it's about. It's about money. Because mm-hmm. say if you're a disenfranchised uh, Kings fan, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden the Islanders come in, you're like, you know what, I kind of like this team. Now, you know, I have essentially two teams that I'm rooting for. I have my East Coast team, my West Coast team. Do you think that they would ever try to do something like that? Like the NFL having two, like, kind of like when it was, you know, back in the day before the merger. Like two leagues? Two leagues. Well, they... Now... It's under one banner, I guess you could say. Well, you that's... Know, you could trade players between the two leagues. It's not like you're you're solely in one league. Well, that's technically what they're doing. But because it's just getting so big. Like... Like call one like the AFL and the other the NFL. Yeah, kind of, it's, it might have to, like it, it, with adding so many teams to it. That's what I'm saying. Because I mean, it, it, it's not like it's the United States. We hit 50 states. We shouldn't add anymore. But there's always the rumblings of adding more. You know, Puerto Rico and Guam. Mm-hmm. Right, right. You think like eventually it would get just too big, where like they're like, hey, listen, there, there's there's 60 teams in this league. We can't like. The, the divisions are huge. They'll never, they'll never, I don't think, no, I don't think that'll ever happen. <clears throat> First of all, where are you going to put all those 60 teams? Because, like, you're not going to stick it in, like, I don't know. What's a, what's a, uh, like. Portland. Portland, okay. What's in Portland besides the Trailblazers? <laughs> but that's what I'm saying, you know what? Who would have thought that Seattle, who lost, who, who did, lost a hockey team like 100 years ago, lost a basketball team? What they do, they got a hockey team finally again, and there's talk of bringing back the Sonics. Is there though? Yes. Oh, I didn't know. They, I, every now and then, that rumor pops up about the Sonics. Yeah. Um. But that's what I'm saying. Like you now, you, you you added a whole franchise. I mean, to me, the only one that really kind of I mean, hockey's different. Hockey, they relocate. It's not like they shut down teams. The last one that got shot down was like the Cleveland Barons. Like. Well, that's like, what they do now. That instead of. Because doing a, um, a uh, creating a brand new team is a lot. You got to find a good market for it because you want it to you want it to succeed. Um, 
see, again, you just can't throw them anywhere. I think there's less of a gamble if they move a team. Um, especially owners now, like, there's always things with stadiums. Like, they want a new stadium, and then the city won't give it to them, so, like, they'll threaten to move. Um, so I think, I don't think you'll ever see it reach those heights of, like, a 60-team league. I think that's so much. And just the, the traveling alone would be a nightmare for the players. Um, oh, yeah. But, I mean, they talk about, you know, as you said before, this, you know, last week they had a London game, this week they have a London game. They talk about going international. Yeah. So now, say if you added four teams, you added London, uh, Germany, uh, Mexico City, and Toronto, just to, just to make it easy on that. That's that's four extra teams. Now, what does that bring the league up to? Thirty six. Yeah, but that's I don't. An easy I, possibility. I can't. I I can't ever see them making four expansion teams in one shot like that. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it it, it also has to do with population. Yeah, but think about this. Even right now for football, I can name maybe three cities that could use a team. What are they? St. Louis. Okay. They just Oakland. lost one. Mm-hmm. And San Diego. With California, California's already a little too crowded. You have the Giants, you have the Chargers, and you have the Rams. And you had the Raiders up until two years ago. So it, it's a it's a very that's a very crowded market in California. St. Louis, um the Rams moved because their 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 games were were not selling. Um so yeah, they are big cities, but they just might not be football cities, you know. Um, yeah. But I could see them taking a but team if, like the, the Texans and moving. If I'm, a, if I'm a, a billionaire and I just got money to throw around, and I just say, you know, I want to, I want to make a franchise. I'll pay for a stadium because you know it's going to be all profit. Who's to say that there isn't businessmen like that? I mean, think about it. Well, there LA are. Or, uh, Las Vegas. Right. Las Vegas. Ten years ago, didn't have a professional sports team. Now they have what three? They have the Knights, the Raiders. Who else? And WNBA had. Well, I mean, if you want to call, I it don't a count professional that. League. I don't count that league. Well, they're talking about the A's I mean, moving. It is what it is. They're talking about the Oakland A's moving there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's a big. That's a. That's a city where, like, well, the population isn't that big. You get tons of tourism. Um, so that works in that favor. They've always been talking about uh, having a team in Vegas. Um, I don't know. I, I just don't see it going that way. Maybe like 100 years from now when we're dead and gone, that could happen, but not in our lifetime. No, I'm not saying... It would probably be our kids' lifetime, if not our grandkids. Right. I don't know. I, I don't... I don't. I really don't know. Um, but if you notice, they don't really do... Ex- I think hockey does it more often, but... They don't do expansion teams that much anymore, if you notice. Like, I remember in the 90s, you had four in baseball in a span of, like, five years. Um, football was doing a, a few... Well, who did, they, who did they do? I guess you can call the Browns an expansion team, sort of. Browns, um, Carolina. Yeah, the Jags. Yeah, so you had about a good amount. They were doing a lot, but that's because the population was getting bigger. Um, and now it's just really been nothing. In a long time, hockey, hockey, I think had the last couple French uh, uh, expansion teams. Um, they were a lot of relocations, though. 
Kraken weren't, right? Kraken were Kraken and Vegas were the two expansion that, teams. So that's that's two more than baseball's done in the last twenty five years. Yeah. Um, I think basketball was doing it for a little bit too, but then they stopped. Um, I think it just. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's money. It's population. Every league has it's it's around thirty to thirty six teams. Yeah, like thirty two is the sweet spot. Thirty two, thirty four teams. It's like that just seems to be the norm. But I mean, think about like Hawaii. Think about Alaska. Like, how does Alaska not have a hockey team? I get the traveling, but why wouldn't Alaska have a hockey team? Travel probably is fucking butt ass cold up there. Hawaii, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess, I don't know, I don't, there's gotta be some kind of travel. You're flying the London, you're flying the Hawaii, at least you don't have to get a passport. You don't have to get a passport for London? No, for Hawaii. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. It just, it seems, like, it just seems like there is opportunity, I mean, if anyone's gonna do it, I could see it being the NFL. Expanding into international. Markets. Well, that's what they're trying to do with this London shit. Yeah. I just don't but see I think a team. If, if they go with London, <coughs> probably Germany will be the next one. They're a big, like, American football. But the thing though is that with London, it's, it's it's such a nightmare uh, with travel for these guys. Oh yeah. Um. It, it's just a lot. So I don't really get that. Toronto. I got because that's so close to the the border. Um. That it was it was. A little more reasonable to do, but London is like—I mean, you're talking about just time zones I mean, away, huh? I mean, technically, how far is it from, say, New England to London, as opposed New England to El? Yeah, no, and you're and you're right. It, it, you, no, and you're right. It's just I—it's—I it, don't know. I could—I don't—I don't know, man. I, I don't have an answer to that question. I, I really don't know why. It wouldn't work. Um, I just—they're obviously trying to do something in London because they have like four games there a season now. It seems like at least two. They have another one this weekend. Um, yeah, and I mean they did have a—they did have a league there, so there is obviously a people want to see it. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering too—is it, it these people go to the game because they only get to go to two games a year, so it's special, or would they with these same people? buy season tickets I don't know I think it's a little A and a little B football is the only one that really kind of messes with that market like if you know basketball you know basketball never goes over there because there's a European league so they'll be interfering with that hockey I don't think hockey's big in Europe and baseball's not big in Europe I don't think um, uh, well no you, no it, hockey's huge in Europe but they have their own leagues well, there you go you, there know, you, you have the KHL, you have uh, the Swedish League. You okay. Have, yeah, I mean, you have tons of leagues. Oh, all right. Well, there you go. Then I, I, you're right. There's a lot of foreigners. Same thing. You know, basketball. It's big in Romania, big in Greece, big in Italy. Yeah, but there's like, leagues. leagues. Yeah, there's leagues over there. Um. Yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe that's why they couldn't break in the in the Canada because the 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 CFL's in there. It could be. Yeah, that might be a big. That was probably a big roadblock. So I don't know. I I, I really don't know. Right. I mean, right. I guess we should just stay on the, uh, the foosball uh, train here. Sure. And uh, it, it, it's an eerie, spooky season uh, trip for football, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah. Happening today, 
this is uh or actually happened yesterday or no is today no it happened yesterday mm-hmm. i believe but uh maybe one of the greatest names in maybe ever bigger than oj huh bigger than oj yeah this is this is a big name <laughs> richard dick buttkiss yeah he uh he died today or yesterday, whatever day it was. This, it was October 5th. I don't know what day today is. Today is the 5th, but when you hear this, okay, it'll so be it the today. 7th or 8th. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, he was a, uh, probably the, at the time, I would say him and Nitschke were probably the two biggest defensive players. Deacon Jones, maybe. But revolutionized the, the linebacker position. Mm, oh, yeah. Legendary lineman, uh, linebacker. Uh, he, Yes, he uh, he played college in, for Illinois. He was drafted into both the NFL and the AFL. In the NFL, he was a first-round pick, number three overall. And in the AFL, which I don't understand, it was the same year. He was round two, pick nine. He he probably just made himself eligible for both and see if he can. Who has the better team? <laughs> yeah, either but that he, or maybe the AFL drafted first. I don't I don't know. But, uh, I, I can see he ended that. Up choosing to go to the NFL for smart move. At the time, it was probably the most legendary team. Still, technically, the all-time wins leader, even though they can't fucking buy a game the last few seasons. But he played for the uh, Chicago Bears from '65 to '73, and I mean, just some of his accolades. He was an eight-time Pro Bowler, a two-time Defensive Player of the Year. Five-time All-Pro, first-team, three-time, second-team All-Pro. He's on the NFL's 60s and 70s decade team, so two decades. He's the uh, 75th anniversary and 100th anniversary Mm -hmm. all-time team, 100 greatest Bears, um, and his number was retired by them. So, I mean, this is... And this is before they even had sacks as a category, so this just shows... Mm how good he was. Oh, yeah. And he made the Pro Bowl eight out of his nine seasons. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. He didn't play that long. Mm-mm. And it's weird, because, like, when I think of football, and it's funny, because I, I saw a uh, thing, something on social media, it was like a Reels clip, and it showed, like, I miss... Uh, football from like 15 years ago and it just shows all these hard hitting hits I like, saw that same open, thing mm-hmm. yeah open field tackles it, and it does it reminds it, but like this is a guy that back then they didn't give a fuck I mean um, they hit hard blood played with a broken broken leg um, Ronnie Lott chopped off his finger during a game like these were men these were you know and a little bit of if you will hard time <laughs> Because, like, you know, they would play football for the, you know, the season. And then, like, after that, they'd go work for, like, the cable company or, like, sell cars. Like, they weren't, like, this wasn't what it is now. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they were living in modest homes. You know, like, you look at uh, Vince Lombardi's house. Like, they show, like, it's not, it's nothing special. It's a regular, you know, house that we would live in now, if not even smaller. You know, you, they're not living in fucking million-dollar mansions. So well, these were men's men. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, he, him, Jim Brown, it's weird. They didn't play long. Well, and, and, and when you, you just pretty much said it, like, they got the, the shit kicked out of them every week. 
Um, mm-hmm. So that takes a it takes a toll. Like if you look at a lot of those guys, but they, you're right, they didn't really play long. A lot of those guys, not not, not like quarterbacks. Usually, a, a good quarterback lasts for twenty seasons now. We're close to it. Um, even uh, linemen and linebackers, like they they play a long time. Um, but it, it, it's nowadays like it's you, you know well, better pads. You get touched like it's a penalty. <laughs> Yeah. So it's back then, like they, they were breaking spines out there, man. So it, it, it's, it's it's kind of understandable why he only played for nine years. <clears throat> so. Oh yeah, you. I mean, I, I saw a picture of him, and it was recent. It was within like the last, I think, few days. I saw the picture, but like it showed him on the field, and he was like with a walker. And you look at um, uh, crap. I can't. Uh, Earl Campbell. Like Earl Campbell can't even walk. Like he was just—he's, uh, he, I think, in a wheelchair now. Not like paralysis, but like he just—he can't walk. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, like these guys beat the shit out of each other. But yeah, I mean, he—he he redefined that linebacker position. I, and you look at it, and every—I'd say every decade—there's one linebacker that you're just like, wow, this guy is a menace. Like he's the great. Like it's essentially—you almost look at it like. They uh, they redefine the position, and then the next guy comes along and redefines it. Like I, it, to me, and I don't know if you if you'll agree with this list, but I'm gonna go. It was him. It was uh, what's his name? Uh, Jesus Christ! Now I'm having a brain fart from the Steelers. Um, I I can't, I, I can't believe I'm forgetting. All right, don't worry about it. Oh. Uh, n- Damn it, I can't. I, honestly, I'm having a complete brain fart right it's now. It's okay. Jack Lambert. Jesus Christ, go. I couldn't think of it. I, I, I couldn't help you either. <laughs> I, I, I just I couldn't think of his last name for the life of me. Jack Lambert. Mm-hmm. Then in the 80s, I'd go LT. Mm-hmm. And then after him, I guess Ray Lewis. I would say Ray Lewis, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. And then right now... Uh, Who? Who? <laughs> I mean, maybe J.J. Watt after him, but he was more of a lineman. Yeah, he was a he was a D lineman. I, I guess maybe T.J. Watt right now. Yeah, but I, you know, I wouldn't put him in the same breath with those guys. Yet. Yet, yeah, I guess so. But I, yeah. But I mean, he's already he's already he's only played I think five seasons. He's already the Steelers' all time sack leader. He is rapidly approaching getting over a hundred. But you know what though, like he, you, meant, you mentioned Ray Lewis and LT and Buck and Butkus, like those guys. Like I can't speak for Butkus and and what did you say Lambert. Mm-hmm. I can't speak for, but and I, I can't speak for uh, LT was on my team. But like I remember when the Giants played the the Ravens, he was the guy I was worried about because he he like pretty much what you say he was a menace. Yeah. So and he. That that Ravens defense in the late '90s, early 2000s were were for, were probably the best defense in the NFL at the time. Because they they had a, they had a, they had an All Pro at every at every. They did, but Ray Lew- but Ray Lewis was you had like Terrell Suggs on mm-hmm. the line. You had Ray Lewis, and then you had uh, Ed Reed. So I mean, where to go? Mm-hmm. But Ray Lewis was like that was like the star. Disruptor. Yeah. Um, 
but even like LT, same way. Like I was, I was glad he was on my team because LT was a was a monster. Um, but I don't, feel, I don't feel that with with the with the with Watt. So I, I, I mean, I don't know. What do I know? I, I think it's <laughs> so much different now, though, because back in the day, you never knew linemen. You know, you knew a few, like the the really good ones. Yeah. Now, it's hard, and I mean. With penalties and this and that, it, I would look at those four before a lot. Those four, you you were like afraid of them. Like you were like you were like they could cause me bodily harm. They could they could kill me out here. Like legit kill me. Like hit me hard enough where like I'm gonna snap my spine. Yeah, that's Joe Theismann. <laughs> yeah. Um, why I don't think is that way, but I think statistically he may go down as maybe the the best ever. Because his numbers are just phenomenal. Put TJ Watt. Put T. He's not. Put him in the eighties or nineties. Would he be as good? Probably not. No. Yeah. Uh, see, I don't know. I don't know. It's just a different league now, man. That's that's eighties. Eighties and. See, eighties and nineties, I think, is when it became like the jumbo kind of league. Mm-hmm. Like you, like if you look back from the mid, early to mid seventies, you know, all the way to when football began, me and you would be linemen right now. We'd be giants out there. <laughs> Maybe you. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> but like, yeah, they were small. Yeah, like, they were. Dan Reeves, I think, was a lineman. I believe he was actually. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you look at Dan Reeves, and you're like, hey, he's a little, like, he's like a little old man. He's like cute. Like you want, like you want to go like steal hard candy from his uh, living room, you know, coffee table. Yeah. But they were smaller then, and then I think in the '70s, like even even um, what's his name? Guys weren't huge. They weren't big. Uh, Dan Reeves was a running back. <laughs> I just looked, are even worse. I just looked it up. He was a running back. How tall was he? Can't get any. But like they were small guys. Yeah, they were. Then in the the seventies, like mid seventies, they started. Well, steroids were huge, so got, you guys started getting bigger. And I think because guys got bigger, they were like, we need fat offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. So then they started getting these huge, you know, three hundred and twenty pound linemen. And I think that kind of transitioned until now. But a 320-pound lineman today, as opposed to the early 80s, he'd kill them. Oh, yeah. Because they're just bigger, stronger, faster now. They mm-hmm. might be the same weight, but there's, like, the speed, the strength is just not there. Like, the, the, I mean, these guys now are just ridiculous. Yeah, they are. So it, it is hard to say because, again, they're, it's more of a speed game now. So Watt maybe not on the intimidation factor, but, again, where I said that, that he may become one of the best ever – is because of stats. Hmm. Oh yeah. Well, that, I'm not. I'm not knocking his stats. I just don't see him as a menace. Mm-hmm. You know. But I don't even think you have that anymore, really. No, you don't. I mean, that, I and, really don't think. Like, yeah, you don't because that's just how the rules are now. Like again, like you, you. Yeah. If you lay a hand on the quarterback after he throws the ball, like that's it, penalty. Back then, these guys were getting fucking hammered after they threw the ball, and that was it. You know? 
but I I think because if you look at past injuries <laughs> to yeah. players, like this is what kind of caused it. They don't want another uh, situation like that. So it, it, it's just maybe he would have been as good. I don't know, but I, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, but the stick with Butkus uh, afterwards, he became an actor. And he starred yes. in a whole bunch of movies. He was in Any Given Sunday. He was in the original Longest Yard. Um, he was, uh, what else was he in? Um, the Miller Lite commercial. The Miller Lite commercial with the, uh, 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 oh my God. Uh, from the Bundys. Uh, oh, what the fuck? Now I'm having the brain fart. What the fuck? Uh, too Tall. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, not Too Tall. Spare, Spare Tire Dixon. Spare Tire, yeah. Uh, Bubba, uh, what the fuck's his name? Bubba Smith. Bubba Smith, thank you. Jesus, I was going to say Bubba. <laughs> I almost said Bubba Sparks. I'm like, that's not him. <laughs> um, All right, so now I don't feel bad not getting names right. So we, oof, we both had a brain that, fart. That one I'm really disappointed in myself for because I, I should have known that one. Why did I say Too Tall? Too Tall was uh, Police Academy, right? No, he was. Uh, High Tower. High Tower. Who the fuck's Wasn't Too it? Tall? Too tall Jones. That's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> I'm really woofa. F- <laughs> okay, let's move on. <laughs> well, I mean, we should just stay in the graveyard. Yeah, why not? Get this name wrong. Maybe the pronunciation. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess everyone. Everyone should. He's. He was knighted by the Queen, so Ooh. he's an English actor. But I'm. I'm going to say probably his most famous role was right before he died, or not right before he died, but at the end of his career, and it's mainly because of just the fascination with the movies. He uh, he was Dumbledore, and that is Sir Michael Gambon. Right, yeah, he, t- he took over for um, Richard Harris, who died after the second movie, and uh, I believe they were friends, and so he kind of took over... He he was he was a fan, but he also took over as a, as like a, a tribute to his friend, and he was the Dumbledore for the rest of the series. Um, he was also in uh, Gosford Go- yeah, Gosford Park, um, Man of the Moment, A View from the Bridge. Um, he did a lot of he did a lot of William Shakespeare shit, Othello, Hamlet, Macbeth. Uh, yeah, that was all theater stuff. Yeah, well, he was a theater guy. All those British guys were theater guys. Um, long resume. He uh, he passed away at 82 years old. Um, uh, yeah, quite a career. Yeah, the cause of death was pneumonia. Oof. Which I'm surprised they, they didn't try to say it was uh, you COVID, know, COVID. flu. No. Yeah. Who knows? He it did just come back. Yeah, he did just die. So he'll, well, I'm sure we'll hear that sooner or later. Um, his last film was. Uh, let me th- let me see here. Oof, I'm really... Uh, Last one was Cordelia in 2019. He didn't really do too much... I mean, that's that's pretty good, though. 2019, that's four years ago. He So at 78, he's out there acting. At 78, I don't want to do anything. Right, he did a lot after uh, the Harry Potters. He was in the Paddington movies as a voice. He was in King of Thieves, which that's one I actually do know. Um... Johnny English strikes. I never heard. He does a lot of British, a lot of British stuff here. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. I mean, it's now, were, a, you, were you a, were you a uh, Harry Potter fan? You know, um, I wasn't. I, I did see the movies, and I really liked the movies. Um, and then a couple years ago, I started reading the books. I got, I did, I read the first three, um, and I kind of just stopped because I, I read three in a row, and I was so burnt out from Harry Potter that I, I didn't pick up again. Um, but uh, I, I, I. I like them. I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan. Like I couldn't really tell you more than five characters in the whole thing, but uh, I do enjoy the movies. So, are you? I, was gonna say, I don't think you are. Um, I don't like those things that are made of paper with words in them. Those are I, those are just. Well, what about terrible. the What about the movies? <laughs> I I did enjoy the movies. Hmm. I, I and I always said I'm not going to watch them. I'm not going to watch them. And then um, having children kind of changed that and they were on TV and I think they might have been doing a marathon so we're like let's just watch one see if we like it and then the girls can watch all of them mm-hmm. and I watched them and I'm, I think I was more entertained than they were like because again it, even though it's a kid's book it's I'm going into a like a seven year old's mind like visually you're like wow this is awesome they'd have no fucking clue what's going on because mm-hmm. even during like the movie I'm sitting there like still trying to like piece everything together like how this happened and then you have these fucking names I like that's what kills me. Yeah, that's what... That, I can't stand shows with fucking, like, wacky names. Yeah, that's that's what... Game of Thrones is the same way. It's like these... Yeah. I, I don't remember... I don't remember their names, but I, I definitely know their faces. Um, it's... It's that English, you know, name calling, I guess. Um, but yeah, Harry Potter is the same way. I can... I know who people are. I, can, I know who's good and who's bad. Yeah. But with the exception of maybe five or six characters, I don't know anybody else. I don't know the rest of the students. I don't know the teachers' names. But I knew who Dumbledore was. <laughs> yeah. But it's really been like last couple. The other guy, uh, the big guy. I think his name was Heinrich. I don't know his name. Heinrich. The the big guy with the beard. More of I have no clue. Looked like uh, Haystacks Calhoun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he died a couple years ago. Um, so that franchise, a lot of these guys are dying off. Um, yeah, but oh, well, the, probably the biggest one is uh, what's his name? I mean, he, he came back after falling off a knock. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. Thank you, man. We're both fucked. We're both really fucked. <laughs> Alan Rickman. Yeah. I would say I was going to say Hans Gruber. Yeah. <laughs> now here's a question: When it comes to like movies like that, would you like? We all know normal names. Like, I don't think there's too many Dumbledores walking around London right now. You know? Not too many Hermione's. But, like, why can't they just give them normal names? Why can't there be a Steve, an Al, a Bob, a Mike? You know? Why why do they gotta... Like, that's what kills me about it. Um, well, one, it's British. Um, two, because I think... Well, Harry is a common name. He's, like, the only one. Pretty much, well, because I guess you wanted to sound one memorable, and two, you wanted to sound like. Imagine if Dumbledore's name was like, like you said, Steve, Steve the Wizard. Like, it, yeah, it, but then you could like to me, like again, being very English, you could say like Professor Steve of, you know, wherever. Uh, it doesn't have that like elegance to it. To me, to me, it does. Like you know, when you when you. Uh, like all the the monarchs there, like they're you know Lord 
like House of Essex shit like that. Like, yeah. To me, that's more like make them that. Like you know, Professor Steve of Slytherin. I, you know I, what I mean? Like, yeah, I see where you're going with it, um, but it just doesn't stand out as much. Um, like you say, Dumbledore. You know who Dumbledore is. You don't have to say the rest yeah. of it. But if you say Steve, Steve who? Irwin? There's there's too many Steves out there, but there's not a lot of Dumbledores. Um, And I think that's a smart move in terms of um, branding, I guess you could say, or marketing. Yeah, yeah, it's all about, yeah, it's all about. Because you own, there's no Dumbledores out there. I own that name now. Like you True. can't you can't use because if you say Dumbledore, automatically you think of Harry Potter and and uh, wherever he is a wizard I don't know the fuck he is. But when you say Steve or Pete or whatever, like you don't own that, you know. So it's just uh, yeah, I think that's a big reason why. Like just so the marketing alone, you have these names. Like you can't really do it with Harry, but Harry, like, but like Dumbledore and Hermione, and well, that's why he's Harry Potter. He's he's always oh. got to have the Potter. That's right. But see, that's why I think we're changing the name of Bulls in the Ring just to the Joe and Tom Show. Just maybe other people like Joes and Toms, and they'll just start listening because they, of that. And they hate bulls. Yes. <laughs> or rings. Or rings. It's all yeah. bachelors. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> now, what about this? Okay. Now. Squid Games was big last year. Great show. Terrible when it comes to having um, subtitles. Right. Now, if, say, Squid Games was made in America, but it was based off of... Hold on, did you... Hold on, did you watch it with subtitles? No, but I'm saying, they all... You could see it, you know, like, they're talking, like, all that. You know it's a Japanese show, but it's say it's filmed in America with all, um, even if it's Japanese actors that speak English. In the beginning, would you be good if like they spoke Japanese? There was a little bit of closed captioning, maybe five minutes worth, and then it, they transitioned into speaking English. Like no dub. So that, yeah, not dubbing. They just they in the beginning. So like it kind of places you in that Japanese mindset. But then they speak English, so it's easier for you to be entertained, as opposed to having the read captions. I don't know why movies don't do this. Well, first of all, they probably can't. I, th- I think that would take me out of it, honestly. Um, that five minutes of confusion? Kinda. Um, See, I think that would set more of a setting for me. I guess. Like, I'm always going to remember that they speak in that. Maybe, like, even but if then I'd be like, but then I, but then the I, first... But then I'd be like, why are they speaking English all of a sudden? Well, like, you see them translate into it. But how? There's got to be a reason for it. Just to make it easier on the audience. But there's got to be a reason for it. Otherwise, you're going to confuse everybody. If me and you started this podcast and we're speaking Korean, and then five minutes in, we're like, okay, now we're going to talk, like, why? What's the reason for it? It's to set that, that picture of a different country or a different environment. I get that. But then why all of a sudden in Japan they're speaking perfect English? Everybody. 
because they transit like it's 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 not mainly for just the you have to remember that they're speaking in Japanese but you're hearing it in English I'm I'm so confused I guess it, I guess it's maybe like a, you know Bruce Lee movies like you know they're terribly dubbed mm-hmm. like you you know they're saying their mouth is closed but they're saying a word like you realize like they're not that's not their voice you right. know it's not them speaking it's kind of the opposite of dubbing No, I I wouldn't like I wouldn't like that. Stick with what stick really? with yeah, stick through it the just stick with it. I prefer dubs. See, I would I would prefer that. That would be You I, do? Yeah. yeah. Dude, I grew up watching Godzilla yeah, movies. But that's the other <laughs> bad thing though. Like a lot of the, the dubbed movies, they're considered B movies. I guess in the United States. Yeah. That's maybe why you have an affinity for them. Probably. Like that's probably why it doesn't bother me as much, I guess. Um but I'd rather I'd rather know going in what I'm gonna, what I'm getting into, and then have it the same way throughout the whole thing, as opposed to like all of a sudden halfway through it changes. You know, I can see if there's a, a I can see if there was a, I can see if there was an American character that came in and he spoke perfect English that I can kind of get behind, but with everybody all of a sudden changing their voice I'd be like well, why do you fucking do it in the first place why do you have subtitles at the beginning then this I mean you're doing it just to kind of shock people or I think there's a smoother transition if you just stick with it the entire way through alright I, I, I get you you know is that it okay <laughs> well I, I guess now we can leave the graveyard right but I don't want to get out of spooky season yet I guess maybe we'll we'll get a little bit more into it as it goes on, but we're we're in the first week of it, and I have a few questions that I that I would like to bring up to you, but they're they're going to be we we've been going for a while now. Um, I'll ask them later on. So, getting into a quick question, I guess since we 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 talked about it, we got time, um, I consider there to be like four genres of like horror movies throughout time you had like the the Frankenstein monster you know the old the old stuff Mm -hmm. so say you know real old like that then you have like the uh, 60s 70s the horror kind of changed more like psycho Mm -hmm. it was more like a thriller based Hitchcocky type stuff Um, then in the 80s you had almost like the uh, slashers 70s, 70s 80s slashers mm-hmm. um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre gore type stuff and probably from the Blair Witch till now I would consider it more of like the um, like the psychological mm-hmm. you know what I mean like um, you know where like people are crawling weird and like you know what I mean like the, um, the ring stuff like that mm-hmm. like psychological um, horror movies which is your favorite uh, I gravitate more toward the psychological. <coughs> um, yeah, I would say so that. You like, like the nun and. Uh, see, I don't like those. Uh, see, I think. Uh, th- see, here's the thing. I think a lot of those movies are a little played out now, like Nun and um, The Conjuring and uh, what's yeah. the Insidious. Like, there's so many of those, and it just. It, it, it's so played out now. Um, 
I like so I'm not and I'm not big on gore either. Like there's some horror fans out there who are like they love blood and gut stuff. I hate that. I think it's cheap filmmaking. It's like shock value. Um I like a Wait, wait, wait. Really? Yeah, I'm not big on you like You are a B movie fan. Well here's B-movie the thing. Fan is... <clears throat> well no no no. Let me let me kinda rephrase this. There's a difference between the B movie and there's a difference between what they do like the like that was weird. someone like blew out a tire or something. Oh, it was a bike. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> I don't like now. It's just it's just overdone. Like it's just like I don't know. Like there's um, what was that movie that just came out? Um, there's a mo- uh, movie. There's a movie with a clown that just came out, uh, and I can't think of the name of it. Um, man, this is. It- do you know what I'm talking about? It? No, not it. It was an. It's a. He's a. He's a clown that goes around killing people. I forget what it's called. They just made a sequel. I think it came out last year, and it was like a. It was like a big deal. But I refuse to watch it because it's just. A, it's a bunch of gore. You know, and I guess you could say it's kind of like a B movie ish. Like I like B movies like Killer Clowns and They Live and uh, like those John Carpenter kind of movies where like you get a little bit of gore, a little bit of blood, but like a lot of it's like psychological, kinda. Um, but I like that's 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 kind of tough. I like movies like like. Like Psycho, like I don't know. I'm just kind of. I'm. I guess I'm, I'm a little all over the place. Um, I like the '80s slasher movies, but I think it fit for that decade and that yes, era. Absolutely. Um, like I don't think slasher movies work as well now. Um, I don't know. That's that's kind of that's a, that's a tough question to answer because I don't really. I definitely have different tastes. Um, oh, see, so yeah. It- I, I do. I'm all over the board too. I mean, I, I like the old stuff. I, I like it. You know, even the um, like the creature feature type movies. I yeah. like those. But my all, like I said, if on October first, like me and my wife were both giddy because we knew that Halloween would be starting. And you know, you put on uh, what is it, Shutter or any of these uh. I, like AMC, I think does it. Like they just—it's a loop of uh, Halloween, like all day long. Yeah, they I do love that. that. I and I do too. But they were there. But those are like I like I like I like that. But I don't like. Um, uh, man, I can't. I, I'm really. I'm sorry. I'm like really like drawing blanks tonight. But mo- movies. I guess I, I guess you could say I, I don't like horror movies today. I guess you could say, um, certain. I like more of a psychological thing where I'm like, "What's going to happen?" kind of thing, as opposed to, "Well, I know this guy's going to die, and I know his head's going to get ripped off, and his eyes are going to get guided." It just does nothing for me. It's more like, "Ugh!" Like I can't. I I don't want to watch this. Like I like a story. I like a a little bit of like a whodunit kind of thing. I like. Um, and like Shyamalan. I wouldn't really call that horror. Those are like thrillers, I guess. Yeah, but to me, like the, I think the present day one, minus, after the slashers, probably like the two thousands on, it turned into that that psychological thriller type mm-hmm. horror, if you will. Because I wouldn't put it in drama or uh, I wouldn't put it in an action movie. It kind of fits more in the horror end. 
thriller mm-hmm. horror, however you want to look at it. Okay. And then I then there's the other end of it where it's like the like the insidious, the coven, those or whatever it is, conjuring. Like th- those, I. The first, I don't know. the first couple were good, and I really liked them. And then it just got really played out. And I feel like a lot of these movies gravitate toward that, like demons and like Ouija boards and stuff like that. And it's just, it's just overdone. Um, that genre needs a good kick in the ass. But like, yes, there was always some movie that kind of bought it back and changed the game. Like you could say, like. Friday the 13th really kind of brought in the slasher movies. Or, no, I'm sorry, not Friday the 13th. Halloween, I'm sorry. Yeah, Halloween. And then you had Scream kind of brought that back a little bit. Then you had Blair Witch come out, and that brought in the found footage genre. Um, so it really kind of... You need a movie like that. Like, uh, just something that's going to kind of change it up and like give something that people weren't expecting and the bad part with that though is that then one movie becomes a huge hit and then you get a lot of people following suit and it becomes overdone yeah and that's that's where I think I like the 80s slasher because when you think about it, there's like five, it was five franchises essentially that kind of kept that going. I mean, there were smaller ones, you know, uh, you know, stupid movies, almost on the end of B line movie, maybe like an A minus, a B plus type movie, as opposed to like an A, you know, motion picture. But you had the you had top five guys that were doing all the damage in the eighties, mm-hmm. and they they were great about it. That's what made that's what I loved about it. I'm gonna give you two movies that you probably weren't really. Whoa! <laughs> Did you see that? Yes, congratulations. What the fuck? All of a sudden, on my screen on Skype, balloon just popped up. Balloons <laughs> popped up. Yep. I don't know why it happened. All right, so I'm gonna give you two movies. That I wouldn't really call them horror, but they like definitely lean more towards that. The first Alien mm-hmm. and the first Terminator movie, because I like, and I guess this is a perfect way to say this. I like movies that I'm on the edge of my seat for. Okay, okay, like those those are thrillers, like especially the first Alien movie, like. It became more action-based as it went on, but that first one was like really like another good movie, The Thing from eighty from the eighties. That's another good movie where it's just like what's gonna happen? Like like you're kind of like holding your breath for certain scenes, kind of thing. I like stuff like that, um, as opposed to like just like senseless like blood and gore. I'm going to say one here that is, it, it kind of crosses a few boundaries, if you will, and like far apart ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stranger Things, they've made it where it is, you have that that thriller thing, it, it, to me it's all around good, but then it, it harkens back, you know, it's set in the 80s, so you have that, that nostalgia for the 80s, but then it harkens back to kind of the whole... Um, creature feature type thing mm-hmm. like the government does a project 
it goes terribly wrong and now there's you know 10 foot high tarantulas coming to you know destroy a small town and they well it's just, they and they did that for a reason it's inspired by 80s movies and I, I've said this before like each section of Stranger Things is based off something different you have the kids which is kind of like about like Goonies and It then you have the teens which is, is like the slasher movies then you have the adults which is kind of like the thing or you know what I mean like and then you have the creature feature so like you have all these different types of like thrillers kind of like lumped into one and they made it work and I think that's why Stranger Things is so popular because it's like you might not be in- invested in the teen part of it but you can get behind the kids part because you like the Goonies or like you like it you know what I mean so it, it's and that's, that's really the only that's the only movie if you will call it a, a, like a long movie mm-hmm. that I like in the horror genre right now for the past 20 years yeah other than you know the remakes of Halloween but again remakes reboots whatever the fuck you want to call them and I hated those um, that's it <laughs> yeah I mean even seeing like some of the franchise I know that they've done uh well, no, that, that was more that was more of a reboot too of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, they really like they, they just kind of they can't reinvent a good slasher movie right now. I don't think because where are you going to go with it? They they the eighties really cornered every market. They did. I hate the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Halloween are they're two franchises that are just like they keep bringing them back. They keep rebooting it. They keep changing the like the. Even like the new, I hated the new Halloween movies. I didn't even watch the last one because I heard it was so bad. But they pretty much ignored every other movie that came out, and they just said this is the sequel to the very first one. They changed. Yeah, they red pilled everything. Everything, and to me, like those first six Halloween movies were great, like the ones in the eighties and the seventies. Mm-hmm. They, but they keep like in Texas Chainsaw. I haven't even watched the last couple, but the, I feel like there's a, new, there's a new Texas Chainsaw every couple of years. Like, how much can you and do with this character? And you'd hate him because they turned a lot... Like, the thing about the original was that it was... And why it's a classic is because it ne- nothing like that was ever put on film before. Mm-hmm. So, like, it gave it that 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 aura. Um, now it, it did. It turned more in the gore. Like, blood and guts everywhere. And the blood and guts in the original one were needed. Because mm-hmm. it was groundbreaking, but now yeah. it's just again you would hate them because it's all even like the new Halloween. It's like they're like <laughs> Michael Myers killing people is much more uh, violent now. Yeah, but again, like it's it just I feel like maybe I don't know if I'm going off base here, but like or, or off, off subject. I mean, Halloween there was like a story, like you knew why he was doing it, kind of thing. Where like, Laurie Strode was his sister, and he he now he wants to, he wants to kill his family, and that became like the theme for those first six movies. And then this one, it's just like there's no tie-in with Jamie Lee Curtis's character now. She just survived his attacks, and now she's yeah. just set up a bunker in her basement, and like 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 over one night, like it just <coughs> you created this whole thing in your house, like these traps, just in case he ever came back. 30 yeah. years later. It just doesn't make sense to me. And Texas Chainsaw... On Halloween. Yeah, I mean, like, it's just like... I just see it as stupid. And this is... And I like... Um... Oh, what the... Man. Uh, Eastbound and Down. What's his name? Kenny Powers. Kenny Powers. <laughs> <laughs> I forget his real name. 
he's a comedy guy. And yeah. he's right. And the guy he's with, it was him and his partner. They're comedy writers. So like, it just they 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 just kind of. I, I don't think they got it. I don't know. And that that other guy he wrote with just he. There's a new Exorcist coming out this month. But that other guy wrote that, and and right away it, it turned me off because I'm like, that's a he's, he wrote he wrote Pineapple Express. Yeah. So like, you know what I mean? Like, stick to what you're. I mean, I I, I, I respect the fact if that Eli he, Roth did it. Different story. Yeah, because he's a horror guy. Yeah. You know, I'm not gonna go like, oh, like that's the guy who wrote Pineapple Express. Let me check out this new Exorcist movie. Like, and I'm already here, and it's not good. Yeah. So. I mean, I respect that you're branching out, and you might be a fan of those, but if, like, I don't know. I, I think you, you stick to your genre, what you're good at. Instead, you got all these half-ass yeah, remakes I, and reboots. Really, oh. but to me, there's really only two guys that really went from horror to, like, mainstream or vice versa that way, and it's um, Sam Raimi and, uh, what's his name, from uh, Lord of the Rings, Peter Jackson. Yeah. They were the only two that really... It did that maybe John go, Carpenter kind of got into yeah I'll go with James Cameron things. too James Cameron James also Cameron. Yeah, yeah he kind of he broke away from that and some guys can and maybe that's what they're trying to do but create your own thing then yeah. you know those I guys see Stephen King making a comedy exactly create something new don't rehash something that's already kind of um you have uh, the found for it. Yeah. That, you know, that's it, it what I don't like. It takes one thing to build a barn. It takes one thing to put a room in a barn. Like, uh, uh, good example of it, Jordan Peele. Okay? Yes. Comedy guy. He's, he's writing now scary movies, and whether you like him or not, okay, I mean, I, the last one, the, the Nope, I liked a lot. But he's creating something new. Yes. Okay? He's not. He's not going back and redoing Friday the Thirteenth. He's creating a new IP. So I, I I like that more as opposed to these guys who are just like, oh, let's take Halloween and redo it in our vision. Well, yeah, yeah okay, that's great, and maybe that's good for like these newer kids. But like guys like me, who grew up on those movies, like you're you're flip, you're taking the entire franchise and you're turning it on on its head. And you're taking everything, like, well, th- those movies don't count. Well, okay, well, what am I supposed to do with that, then? Like, I'm going to be thinking this the entire movie. Yeah. Like, that's his yeah, sister. Did, uh, like, Daniel oh, no. Harris go? Exactly. She was, she, they wiped her out. Like, it just, I, I don't know. I, I just, I, I don't like it. And, and just, when I remember that first, I saw the Halloween, the, the first one of that trilogy in the movies, and I wanted to get out of there. I wanted to walk out. I hated it. And I watched yeah. the second one; it wasn't bad. Um, and then again, like I said, the third one I didn't even bother with because I heard it was terrible. But it's just, yeah, create new shit, and that's what's that's the problem with Hollywood. It's like there's no new ideas anymore; they just rehashing more and more fucking old crap because they think it's gonna stick. And nine times out of ten, they don't do well. No. Yeah, I mean Ghostbusters. You couldn't pick a better 80s comedy action movie. More heavy on, I think, the comedy side. But then even putting in there for a little bit of kid horror. 
So it's kind of wrapped in the three genres. They redo it. What a train wreck. And the yeah. girl one. The the one that came out um like two years ago, that one wasn't that bad. You know, it was okay, and there were parts of it where I'm like, I, I like it, but then, like, it just got really cheesy at the end. It's, it just, I didn't, it didn't really hit. You know man? Sometimes you just got to leave things alone. Oh, yeah. You know, like, and Spielberg, you notice, like, they never remade a Spielberg movie. They never remade Jaws. Never remade E.T. They, they, and that's what I like. I like, leave has, them I alone. Think something in his with his thing that like you can't do anything like well, that well good and I think he, and I think that's what people should do going forward like don't mess with my shit I created this okay yeah. leave it the fuck alone I wanted my contract hey if this becomes a hit 30 years from now you can't remake this this is the only movie you'll ever see of these characters the end okay yeah. it, it's I mean books are a little bit different though you, you, you have to admit that books yeah, like, pick a, a book that got made into a movie, but it's been made multiple times. Okay. Like, that I think you can do, because, again, you're just, you're, uh, you're modernizing it. Yeah, but, you know, that, that doesn't always work out well, because if it came out as a movie, I mean, it, depend, it really all depends. Um, I'm trying to think of, a, of one that became, like, a movie that was remade a couple of times. Um, oh, here's the good one, The Shining. Okay. Yes. They made the eighty movie, the nineteen eighty movie of The Shining. It was a huge hit, but Stephen King hated it because it really broke away from the book with certain things. And he was right. I read the book, and it's it's pretty much the same, but there's a lot different. Oh, there's no kid orgies in it. I don't remember. Well, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I can't stand Stephen King. Yeah. But um. So then he, re- he made it for a TV movie in the 90s, and it wasn't that good. Yeah. You know, so sometimes it, sometimes it can work, and but most of the time it really doesn't. Like, if it's made in the movie the first time and it's a huge hit, like, sometimes you just can't go back to that well. Yeah. Right? I mean, and plays are a different thing. Plays, I think you could redo anytime you want. That, mm-hmm. That's just, it, it's, it's telling of a story. So I have no problem with that. Essentially, it's a movie that you see live, and they just put it on right. film. So I have no problem with that. Mm. But yeah, the, the, there's it, it's very hard right now. I think to find and even like the uh, with the Conjuring that was based off of a real events, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. they they added all these extra things into it, which may be based on a little bit of you know truth here and there. You know, they, every movie now is based on you know true events. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you don't have anyone just. Out of the out of the woodwork, making a, a new movie that is just that. I think maybe probably the only one that's been a a new one, and it's not horror, but, but I would say maybe like um, the Fast and the Furious franchise. Mm-hmm. That's probably the only one recently that's ever been kind of new and continued and stay popular I mean they've evolved I mean you go from the original you know where they're totally street racing to now fucking cars flying pretty much yeah doctors and going in the mm-hmm. short but it's, it's entertaining still right yeah well it, it's that's what Hollywood's lacking man I've been saying this for years they just there's no new ideas out there yeah and they go on strike yeah I mean really guys. yeah 
All right, let's wind this down. Uh, you can follow us on X, Bull in the Ring PC, uh, Instagram, Bull Ring PC, Facebook under Joe Tom or Bulls in the Ring. You can find us on Podbean, Podcoin, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Music. Hit the subscribe button and rate and review us. And uh, help other people find us. Tom, anything like to add? Um, I actually have to go over the stats on us. And we do have, like, uh, people that are listening in, like, wacky countries like Thailand and this and that. Sweet. If you are, if you, <laughs> yeah, if you are a foreign, this is for the foreign listeners. Rate and review us, because I want to see what you have to say from another country. Mm-hmm. If you have any clue what we're talking about with wrestling or, you know, let us know. I, I, I kind of want to see that. I don't know if I want to. <laughs> I bash the Middle East a lot on here. <laughs> so yeah. I Get an Ali Akbar on here. Yeah, right. All right. Well, until next time, I am Joe. I am Tom. And we'll see you next time right here on Bulls in the Ring. Thank you.